0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Dan. I'd like to add my welcome here to Skyline Church uh, this morning, particularly for those of you who are here for the first time. It's great to have you among us on a day when we're really celebrating what Jesus has been doing um, in our lives, in our community, and throughout the world. Um, when we talk about Skyline, we, we say that we dream of a place, a place like this place, where we receive from God the hope, the love, the encouragement, and strength that we're all looking for in a way that We can spread it out into our community, starting with our families and extending to the whole world. And it's just, we're really excited about what Jesus is doing among us. You saw uh, Roberto's story, what's happening in the the life of the Richardson family. That story is repeated over and over and over again Um, through, I'm just looking out and catching faces and and names and and knowing the things that Jesus is doing in your life. And we're really excited also about what the opportunity that we'll have to do that in community with our new campus on Huachung Avenue because we could be there every day, right? Uh, not, just, uh, not just on Sundays, and that's going to be great. And today, uh, on top of all of that, we have the opportunity to celebrate sending Dario and Juanita as Skyline's first full-time missionaries to Paraguay. We've done uh, kind of mission trips before as uh, adults and as uh, our junior high and high schools have, have gone out to do a mission activity. But this is the first time we're sending somebody to do it full-time. So I want to just explain a little bit about our role as a church and why we do this as followers of Christ. Now, first of all, just to kind of define missionary sort of a church term there, what do I mean? I mean somebody who's just going and telling other people about Jesus. Um, it's, it has been the practice of the church since the beginning. Those of us who experience life with Jesus, we tell others about it, and we tend to start with our family and, we, and our neighbors, and, and it spills out uh, like that, but, but it extends beyond that. Um, Paul writes to the Roman church in chapter 10 and he, he tells them that there's no difference among people and he uses Jews and Gentiles as his example but, but the principle applies. There's no difference between people that are local and people who are foreign. People who speak the same language as me and people who grew up speaking a different language. There's no difference between us because the same Lord God is the Lord of all and blesses those who call upon him. But Paul goes on to say in, in Romans chapter 10, he says, first of all, he points back to a verse in the Old Testament. He said, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, be rescued from the life that they have, be able to exchange life with Jesus Christ. But he says, how are they going to call on somebody that they don't trust? And that's, that's a pretty fundamental principle, right? If I if my car breaks down on the side of the road, I'm not just going to start dialing random numbers, right? I'm, I'm going to call Keith and say, Keith, come, come pick me up. I trust him. He'll come, he'll come and get me, right? How are you going to call on somebody you don't trust? And how do you trust somebody who you don't know? And how will you know somebody if you haven't been introduced, if nobody's told you about them? And how can someone tell you if they haven't been sent? And that's the responsibility of the church, that we send. Because we recognize that this this faith, this trust that people have in Jesus comes from hearing the message, from hearing the truth about him. So it is a responsibility, but it's also a great privilege for us to send Dario and Juanita today. And we do that very practically by following a skyline principle of not walking alone. They're going far away physically, but we don't want them to walk alone. So we're going to support them in three ways. We're going to support them in prayer. We're going to be asking God... To intervene on their behalf. Now, we'll do that in our life groups. Uh, I encourage you to do that in your own time with God. We'll do that with our prayer teams. We'll be asking God to engage on their behalf in Paraguay. And there's some specific things that you can pray about. When they get there, they need to learn three new languages. They need to learn Paraguayan Spanish. Uh, you said about that? They already speak Spanish. Yes, those of us who speak Spanish know that Paraguayan Spanish is not going to be the same as Puerto Rican Spanish or Colombian Spanish or Chilean Spanish or Castilian Spanish. And we also know that sometimes there's a word which is perfectly legitimate in this country, and in this country is an offensive word. So they have to learn Paraguayan Spanish to make sure they can communicate there. But beyond that, they have to learn Guarani. Guarani is a trade language because there's many dialects uh, and, and tribal languages in Paraguay. So the Paraguayan people actually can't talk to each other unless they know Spanish, and they can talk in that, or they know Guarani, which is this trade language that the tribes use. So they'll have to learn that language so they can communicate uh, with the tribes. And then beyond that, they have to learn the local heart language of a particular tribe. Um, And they're going to a tribe where that language hasn't been written down. It's not a literate tribe. So they have to uh, kind of figure out how to not just speak and hear and understand the language, but how to write that in a way that they can then translate the Bible and communicate the truth of God to this tribe. So you can pray for that. Um, you can pray that they adapt to the culture, the changes there, particularly Amara. Uh, I've moved my family with a four-year-old child. Um, it's easier to move them with a one-year-old because they're like, eh, whatever. But with a four-year-old, they ask questions, right? What's going on? And, and they have a connection with the community that they're from, and um, so that's it. There'll, there'll be some challenges there, so pray for that. And pray that they make a really strong connection with the local national church, uh, Paraguayan Christians who are there supporting what they're doing as well. So we'll pray for them. The second thing that we'll do to make sure they don't walk alone is we'll support them financially. Now, as we do that as a church, part of what you give here to Skyline goes to support them, to make sure they've got you know, food and a place to stay and things like that. Um, and some of you have made the choice to support them personally, and that's great. I, I encourage that. Uh, some of you may be considering that uh, today, and you can certainly talk to Dario and Juanita afterwards about how to do that. Uh, I noticed the sign in the back of our, our meal ministry, um, getting the little uh, cartons out uh, today. And it's kind of like a meal ministry at a distance, right? So it's hard to send a casserole to Paraguay, but, but we can send a check and, uh, and make sure that they've got food to eat. So in addition to prayer and financial support, connect with them. Send them a letter. Let them know that uh, we care, that we're praying about them, that we're concerned about what's happening in their lives and what's happening in Paraguay. You may not know this, but a fairly meaningful chunk of our New Testament in the Bible are letters that people wrote to missionaries or that missionaries wrote back to the churches that sent them. Um, Our letters are not going to be as significant as what you find in the Bible, but they're important to keep this connection and make sure that Dario and Juanita are not walking alone. You can get one of these cards at the concierge table it uh, looks kind of like this. It's got both a snail mail address and an email address. Uh, they probably won't have internet access everywhere that they go there, uh, but they'll come back to town every now and then and be able to connect to email uh, and also t- uh, to pick up the, the paper mail that we send. Now, following Jesus, uh, in, in many ways, is like an epic adventure, right? We, we learn, we grow, we change, we, we make an impact on the lives around us. We leave a legacy in our families and the children, uh, grandchildren that follow behind. But like a good epic adventure, there are some days when the path doesn't seem clear, when there's risk and danger in front of us, and uh, maybe we're a little bit scared, right? Jesus made us a promise. He said, I am with you always. And we get to be the hands and the voice of Jesus in the lives of Dario and Juanita and Amara, to let them know that Jesus is with them, we're with them, and they don't walk alone. Can we do that together? Can we make sure that happens? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. So, join me in welcoming Dario. Uh, he's gonna tell a little bit more about his, uh, the ministry in Paraguay.
1: Thank you. How are you today? Good. It's good to be here um, with you guys speaking. What a privilege being this platform and share it with you about um, what God's been doing in our lives. <clears throat> I was remembering this morning uh, how far God has taken me in Juanita. As a child, I was seven years old, and um, one of the first jobs I had, because my dad left earlier, was to provide for a family. mom says, you are the man of the house, you got to go find a job. And one of the first jobs was actually go to the river and pick up stones and rocks and carry it to a construction housing project they were building in the area. And, you know, pick up those rocks and other guys will put cement and, and sand and mix it up and to make the foundations for the houses. You know that a good foundation is very important. You want to put something on top, on top, on top. Thinking that thought and then thinking now years later, God, in His amazing grace, is inviting Juanita and I to go and build a church, plant a church in Paraguay that has a good foundation. Spiritually speaking, that is Jesus, that will be built on hope and grace. You know what? And you're a part of that too. Yes, the Skyline Church. You're a standing church, we're family. We are an extension of you guys going to South America. So that is just exciting, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> think about this. Questions. Why are you here this morning? How did you get here to be part of this community? Who invited you? Who gave you the call and say, hey, do you want to come to church? Even though you might have been hesitant or might have had a bad experience growing up in church or you don't want anything about God. You were like, I don't know. All those feelings, right? How has that journey changed your life, changed you, changed your life ever since you've come? You may be here for a couple of weeks, new or months or years. Who encouraged you when you were doubting God or when you had troubles or were struggling? Who walked with you by hand by hand or shoulder by shoulder to spur you on? How has your interaction with God been like by talking with other Christians, by talking to God himself through prayer, by reading the word of, of God in your language? I bet you could say that God has used Skyland to bring hope to your life. So you can build lives built on grace. That's the same motto that we want to do that in Paraguay, in South America. Their people groups are enriched. That means that people groups have no concept of who God is. Just imagine for a second. They don't know nothing about God. They live in fear. What does it mean to live in fear? Living free means that you have you don't know what's gonna happen next. And if you die, where do I go? What's my purpose in life? Why I was born? All those questions people ask anywhere. A daughter dies in the village, for example. And the mom and dad go to the witch doctor and they say, help us, we don't know what's going on, she's, she's dead, what do we do? Then the witch doctor says, you have to kill the chicken, for example. Shed the blood so you can appease these gods that are angry at you. Capricious spirits. The spiritual world in the tribal village is very visible. Here in America takes a different shape. What do you do with that? They are separated by their sin. From God by their sins. Have you ever struggled with bitterness? Angry? Jealousy? Maybe not, right? Not in America. (laughs) People there are human beings just like you and I go through the same things. But the difference between you as as believers is that you know where you're going when you die. You know who who holds the future. You know who you can go to when life gets tough. If you don't know how to parent, God will teach you how to love your wife, your spouse, how to love others. So how do we do this? What I'm telling you right now when you go to a tribe. Well, you go there. God told Juanita and I, you have to go. Like a, okay. So we went to school for two and a half years and then we get training on how to work cross culturally So we're going there. We're gonna live among them. We're gonna build our house in the village. We're gonna learn the language. That can take about four or five years. They have nothing written down in their language. No, you cannot have Google Translate there; it doesn't work there. We'll be the first people that will actually come out with an alphabet for their language. Does it make sense? We'll be the the first foreigners who will speak their language. Teach them how to read and write. Then we'll translate the Bible into their heart language—not in English, not in Spanish by their mother tongue. How has been your experience when you come and read the Bible and you interact with God? What has it been like? Do you walk away challenged, encouraged, refreshed? We want them to walk away that way. We want them to know that God is a God who communicates in the beginning God has been talking with men. He wants to have this relationship with him. And we want him to know that. So they can do so if they know how to read and write. So you have to be their teachers. And then we teach the Bible chronologically in order, so they have a better picture of what the whole Bible is all about, what it's telling us. Then out of that, we have people who will come to know Christ. And they will give a testimony like we heard this morning. We want to hear those story storylines. This is what life was like. This is what I am right now. And this is what I think God is leading me to. Same thing like here. We will appoint, we will appoint leaders in the community. Pastors. Uh, deacons. That the church will be self-sustained. It will not depend on the missionary. Does it make sense? Our goal is that... Um, The church will be self sustaining. They will not depend on us to go on. But they themselves will say, We have been changed, we have been transformed by this message, and we want to do missions as well. We want to take this message we have in our hands to the other village down the river on the other side of the mountain. That's called multiplication. And it has happened here in this community. How many people started Skyline, Pastor Chris? Eight. Eight. How many years ago? Fourteen. Fourteen. How many do you have nowadays? About four. Four hundred. Wow. Is that multiplication or what? Yeah. And so many lives changed. That's beautiful. So we would reproduce. They would multiply. This task for me... Is humbling and overwhelming. I cannot do this by myself. We need your help. This is not Dario's and Juanita's mission. This is our mission. I want you to feel part of this as you pray for us, as you give, as you write notes of encouragement. That you will feel what we're feeling. That you will know what's going on in the in in the, in the mission field. This is your, your mission as well. Um, New Tribes is the organization we are going under. It's a Christian organization. And they just turned 75 years as an organization. And about 75 years ago, the first missionaries were five, five men in the mid-20s. They went to Paraguay, actually. And they heard about this tribe called the Ayore who was a very, uh, they didn't know nothing much about this tribe. All they know is that they lived away from the civilization. They were wild, they call them. They haven't had any contact with other humans by just themselves. So they went to visit, made contacts little by little. These men were martyred. They were killed. They were speared to death. You wonder, why bother? These lives were lost. These husbands left their wives alone. The kids behind. All the waste of money, prayer. What's going to happen? Do you know what? God works in ways we don't understand sometimes. Because he knows everything. He knows the future. Out of that, what happened? Nowadays, if you went to visit that church in Paraguay, the tribe, there's a vibrant church thriving church. They're believers, they're like a, they're leaders, they're pastors. One of the boys went to uh, Paraguay to meet the IRS believers and one of the sons of the men who has killed the missionaries approached the lady whose husband died in the killing. He approached her, hesitant, didn't know what to say and he said, trying to reach her hand, said, I am so sorry for what my ancestors did to your husband. They killed him. Silence. You would think the wife would get mad. Yes, he left me without a husband, my kids without a father. It was horrible. You know what the woman said? He looked him in the eye. With grace, she said, it was worth it. It was worth that my husband was killed. She could only master those words because she has the love of Christ in her heart. And she wanted him to know that. I don't hate you. God is in control of all this. You know what? Many times in life, God will get you through difficult situations you don't know. My goodness, where are you? Are you really doing this? Why are you punishing me? Why am I going through this hard time? His heart is good and he knows what he does best. Praise God for the missionaries that gave their lives. Juanita and I, we don't know what's going to happen to us as far as safety, but we know he's leading us there. We're going there. And um, your prayers, words of encouragement and provision will help us get through that. I mentioned that it's not our mission but it's yours as well. God is in the business of changing people's lives, of changing hearts, and that's what it's all about. Um, you are coming with us. Do you have your passport ready? <laughs> Buy your tickets. Last minute ticket, Another have good deal, Last minute tickets. <laughs> you are coming with us, spiritually speaking. We're an extension of you guys. Please write to us. We're not special superhero people. No, no, no. Don't put us on our pedestal. No, no, we don't want that. We have the same feelings that you do. Fears and all that stuff. We want to hear from you so we can pray for you. Ask us questions. I'll be out there in a table and uh, we have prayer cards you can take with you. You can pray for us, sign up for our newsletter. We send one by every two months, bi-monthly. We want to keep in touch. You guys are awesome. And i are very honored to be part of this amazing church because our God is amazing. Thank you.